0: Welcome to Mind Over Miles, a show about the mental lessons learned and practiced on the run. In season one, I'm taking you behind the scenes of the book I'm writing about the mental side of running and motherhood. I'm sharing the interviews I've done for the book with professional, elite, and regular runners who are also mothers. Thank you to all my interviewees, and thanks to you for listening. I hope you'll enjoy today's conversation. I want to tell you about the runner's mastermind. This spring, I'll be leading this small group program for runners who want to expand their mental skills in running and life. You know your physical training can only take you so far. And growing mentally is hard, but that doesn't mean it has to be so serious or something you do alone. Find out more in the show notes or at mindovermilespod.com. Today I'm talking with McKenna Myler. She's a professional distance runner for ASICS, and she worked her butt off to qualify for her first Olympic trials after her daughter, Kenny Lou was born. We spoke right after she ran the 2021 New York City Marathon. She learned some hard lessons that day as her fuel was not properly coming out of her water bottles. And you'll hear her share more about that right at the start. Let's get into it. How are you feeling after the, the New York City Marathon? I know I, I saw your updates and looks like no. your body was really put through it
1: yeah that was kind of nuts um I'm doing I'm doing really well I'm honestly just the only thing I'm worried about right now is my Achilles um it's just quite swollen um and so I'm just kind of really embracing my rest right now and I'm actually sitting in NormaTech boots right now
0: oh I'm, nice <laughs>
1: I'm like this is her nap and, and my time to be in NormaTech boots
0: <laughs> yeah perfect
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, so I'm doing good. It's, it's a little frustrating. I kind of envisioned my rest of my two weeks off, like, with a little more activity, like, hiking and stuff. And I'm kind of, like, limping around. Um, yeah. But hopefully it'll heal a little bit better soon so I can get some of that stuff in before I start running again.
0: <laughs> yeah. How are you, like, mentally processing the race? Um, it's just, I think
1: it's like validating how frustrating the marathon is because you prepare so much for this like one day and you have to take so much time before you get to try again, where I'm like used to like miles and five K's and it's like, okay, you didn't do super great on this five K like in two weeks, we're going to race another five K and we'll see, like, let's fix this. It's like, no, I have to wait like a whole six months to a year. yeah Yeah. so so that is like really frustrating uh because now this like time is pegged like that's that's my time now for the marathon if I want to like enter into the pro field again it's like not really that fast even though you know a lot of people are like oh 240 is so great I'm like not for a pro (laughs) like it's
0: not that you know what you're capable of yeah
1: yeah right and and um So it was just, like, a little frustrating that a lot was out of my control. Um, But it was good. It was really good to learn. And I'm constantly just being reminded that I have have so much to learn.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I saw you, like, post about, like, running next to Steph Bruce um, and, like, that being inspiring. Did she, like – Say things to you, or without just like being her presence was inspiring, or, uh, you know, oh, yeah, no, like? we were
1: totally talking. So, I actually, um, I finished right behind her at the 10K Olympic trials. And so, that's right. Uh, yeah. When they pulled away, and both of us backed off because we were like, okay, hey, we want to be smart and like stay in our own zone. Um, I told, I told, I told her, I was like, this is just like the trials. And she's like, Oh yeah. Like people will come back to us for sure. Like, don't worry. Um, and then like we both missed our bottles at like the fourth aid station. And I was oh. like, I, I mean, she didn't know what was going on with me cause I was like, Oh crap. Like I haven't even gotten in anything. And I, like missing that was a big deal. And, for her it wasn't as big of a deal and she's like it's okay like she was like it's okay like we'll be fine we'll just like get the next one and I'm like I know but like <laughs> we both just missed the same one <laughs> yeah so we were like chatting a little bit but um yeah we were both pretty focused and I just really admire Steph and I think she's she's doing a lot for runners especially on the social media platform and I like her yeah. a lot
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's nice to have someone to, like, talk through those, like, mental panics with uh, and, totally. like, probably it's, you know, if just as helpful for, like, for her to say out loud, like, we'll be okay. Like, it helps her, too, to say that out loud to someone. like. Oh,
1: okay? my gosh. I can't tell you how much I do that. I'm, like, if I'm telling someone advice, like, I'm also telling myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm not, like, being condescending, I swear. It's, like, yeah. I need to hear it, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so yeah.
1: true. Yeah. That's
0: cool. Um, and sorry, what was ahead. your kind of when you um, – because, yeah, I'm very curious, like, all these mindset aspects of running. Um, like, when – once you realize, like, oh, my body is really not feeling great here, like, what were you saying to yourself those last, you know, 10, 5 miles? Like, what what was repeated in your head? Or, yeah, where were you at mentally there?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, so as you know, my maybe the negativity was like trying to get into the loop in my brain because it was like I could feel, you know, my legs not being quite as poppy anymore, which is like okay, that's like normal part of the marathon, but um, and also there were some like big hills. And, like, my legs were were slowly starting to, like, not respond quite as strongly. Um, I started – for me, I guess I reflected (laughs) on, like, who I want to be and the type of person I want um, to be. (laughs) So, like, I mean, maybe you read this in the the post, but I really – I stopped because my legs – my quads were just, like – they were at the brink. They really were, they were done. And I looked over at the medical tent and I was just like, I want to stop so badly. Like, I was like, all you have to do is like walk over to that medical tent and they will take you away. And I, I was like, I just couldn't live with that. I'm just not that person. And I was like, okay, I just need to focus like one mile at a time. And just like even one corner at a time, like getting to the next like pole. Yeah. Um, because I was, yeah, it was like, how do I run without using my quads? That's like how it was, like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, like how how do I just like keep moving one leg in front of the other? And every step was just so painful. Um, and then there was hills that were coming in, and uh, I guess I just was kind of relentlessly. Just like one step more step, one more, one more.
0: Um yeah.
1: and and that was yeah, that was really difficult. Um and honestly that's probably why I was in the medical tent is because you when you're pushing past zero for that long, um, yeah, your body is like really starting to shut down. Um
0: So, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, no, it does, yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I know we kind of just, like, went right into the marathon um I was just really curious to hear about it um and uh, I I think still I I hope you're I think you yeah it seems like you have a really good perspective on it and like congrats on getting through a really like hopefully the hardest race you ever have to run
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, pretty much thus far that was I have never had to dig that deep into like who I wanted to be you know
0: yeah (laughs) yeah um so, yeah, I think we can start just kind of broad with um, how do you feel like being a mom, uh, you know, changed who you are as a runner?
1: Oh, as a runner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, it changed the runner I was completely. Um, I, I went from um, – so, okay, this really is what it is. Um, I went from trying to be, like, perfect at everything in running. Um, mm-hmm. with, like, the amount of sleep that I got, the nutrition that I was getting. I mean, I, I really wasn't getting great nutrition, but, like, I was trying to, like, like set it up that way. Um, and uh, with the amount of miles I did, like, everything, like, needed to add up, like, to this, like, perfect uh, 100 for me to run uh, a new PR, right? Yeah. Or, like, a new personal best. And so becoming a mother... Uh, I kind of got to let go of a lot of that. And that, that really started happening during pregnancy where I just started letting go of these expectations and more like, like went about it in a more holistic way uh, and more effort-based way rather than like the outcome-based. And, and that, that changed me a lot as a runner. And I feel like that <laughs> made me a, a better runner, and so being being a mother has made me a better runner. To answer your question,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I think your story is especially uh, cool because like your time so specifically and clearly like got better after yeah. becoming a mother. um On top of like you're saying all this mental benefit you feel like has changed you, right? Yeah, and then that
1: has been interesting because there have been mothers um, who've gotten better, like like Kara Goucher, for example, like she ran another personal best, but like she was already kind of at that level before pregnancy. And I mm-hmm. definitely was not at the level uh, that I'm currently at now. Um, and I'm sure a lot of that was also like, um, I, honestly, I think it was this perfect storm of like the physiological changes that happened, but also the mental changes I was like making and the environment that I was like, and as how I was changing as a person and that just all kind of like this perfect storm of, of bumping me up to the next level that I wanted to be at.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then kind of vice versa, how do you feel like running like makes you the mom that you are?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, (sighs) Sorry. <laughs> it sounds so cliche. Um, but like when you have time for yourself and you really get to, you know, focus on progressing in a very specific way, um, whether that's like running or maybe like you're a writer or like, and you're really like setting time apart for a craft that you are working on, like for yourself. Um, I think you're better able to be, you know, present, um, for other people and that's including your child <laughs> like yeah uh, when yeah when you have something else you are progressing on it and you're learning and, and working as well yourself
0: uh, I had it was interesting as someone I interviewed recently was saying how she feels like having having a craft just like you said like something you're working on goals that you have she has older kids and she was saying oh you know it helps me like she's like it would have been runner made sure she didn't ever try to like live vicariously through her kids or like, you know, feel competitive through them. And I thought that was such an interesting takeaway of like, just like you said, having your own craft.
1: Yeah. And then the other thing too is like when you're, when you're still in the world, like living and like learning you, you're thinking of like how your child is going to develop and encounter these things. So you're thinking like, like for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm worried about body image and like living with these women who have body images and uh, not living with them particularly, but like seeing them and um, participating in this world. And so I really get to think and reflect on how I'm going to present that to my child. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, When you're, when you're learning about nutrition um, or I'm learning about nutrition a ton constantly and how my body works. And so I'm always reflecting on how that's going to be for my child. And, and so you really get to live and learn a bit more when you're pursuing a craft, (laughs) we'll call it.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I've, I've heard you talk about having challenges with disordered eating when you were younger. And so I imagine you're thinking a lot about that with Kenny Lou and and have you thought of, like, you know, anything that you really want to make sure you're doing around her or, like, saying or kind of, like, what you want to do? She's so far off from, like, that time of her life yeah. yet. Um, but it sounds like you're already thinking about that. Oh, yeah. We're, we yeah we're totally,
1: <laughs> we talk a lot about um, how we're going to, like, present nutrition and um, how we don't want her to get, like, caught up in um, – yeah focusing too much on on like any calories by any means and focusing more on like how she feels like we we also are very into uh, um like not really talking about like her body and I I, like we both do it already like we definitely are like you're so cute and like oh look how cute she is when she does this uh but we we're like bringing it more to the front of our minds and like bringing awareness to it and talking about it that like, okay, maybe we don't want to be like commenting on how she looks versus like, let's talk about like how she feels doing this or like how strong she is. And, uh, just that like woman empowerment stuff that's happening. I think is just really important. And and you don't have to be perfect at it. Um, sorry, this might be a little bit of a tangent, but that's like my other thing with, um, kids is I, I know that I can apologize and like correct myself and be like, that wasn't me like the best response that I had, or, um, let's try this again. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm very open I guess to letting my kids know that I'm not perfect and that I am going to make mistakes and we're working together to help each other with boundaries and rules in the house.
0: Yeah. Is that something that you feel like comes easily to you or have you had to work to get to, um, a place where you feel okay with making mistakes and apologizing and, and like just being so unafraid of, of making mistakes?
1: Um, I, I think actually like this honestly goes back to athletics and running. Um, I've always, I, I remember my dad when I was little, he was like, you want to know who the best athletes are? And I was like, yeah, tell me. And he was like, the ones that are coachable make the best athletes.
0: And I was yeah. like,
1: I'm going to be the most coachable kid there is. And the like, I was just like, so wanted to be such a good athlete that I was like, so into being coachable. Um, and, and maybe that was like a little bit of my personality. So maybe it does come a little bit easier to me, but I coachable to me means that I do make mistakes and that I'm very open to, um, yeah, making corrections and, and learning. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause it's, I, yeah, I know I struggle with like just needing knowing that I'm going to make a mistake and that like can be paralyzing. Um, so that's always a goal of mine is to try to work on, um, like adapting that, that attitude. Um, and that's, as much as you, to tie it to being coachable. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Th- I think we all, all are scared to make mistakes and kind of show this like we're not perfect. <laughs> Yeah, that definitely shows. yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, um, and yeah, anytime that like something feels like a tangent, it's it's probably not, anyways. So just bring it up.
1: <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I will. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay, looking at some things that I've heard you talk about that are seem to be kind of on the on the mental side of things, I wanted to hear more about. Um, not you um have talked about this, like having this really strong belief in yourself and like going after the Olympic trials, 5k, um, which then ended up being the the 10k, um, and how you had a coach. Um, I forget if this was when you were in Australia or California, uh, who said like, that's going to be really hard. Um, and I'm curious to hear like in that moment when he said that, what was going through your mind? So I feel
1: like what was going through my mind is, uh, what my body was like capable of. Uh, and, and there was like a comparison aspect that was happening. So, so you have to understand. Um, so maybe you heard this in the other podcasts when I started lifting weights at, um, at BYU, this is where my mind kind of started working. And, and, and this is hard because there's like a lot talk right now about how we should not focus on this and honestly like I've gotten better as my focus has like drifted away from this like strength to weight ratio but the strength to weight ratio is a real thing and like you know our body we're not machines but we also like there's a lot of science behind our bodies and how they work (laughs) um there's so much nuance to to both of these um yeah and 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 so for me, I, it kind of like stuck in my mind that like, so we would have to like wear, we wouldn't have to, but we would weigh ourselves after certain weight sessions. And these little girls would get on the scale and they weighed like 90 to like 110 pounds. And I, and I was getting on the scale and weighing just as much, if not more than like girls who were five, seven, five, you know, you know, who were like six or seven inches taller than me. Um, and so in, in my mind, I I was thinking like, Hey, if I'm keeping up with some of these girls, like at this weight, I think that I can like optimize my weight a bit better and, um, yeah, run a bit faster. And so like when, when he said that, um, it's, it's almost – I would compare it almost to, like, an injury. It's like seeing someone, like, come, run, come back from an injury and judging them off of that and being like, that's how fast you are. It's like, no, they haven't really strung together, like, like a good couple seasons to, like, really produce fitness. And so for me, um, yeah, when he's like, I that would be, like, really hard for you. I was like, okay, I, I think I still have room to, you know – work with my strength to weight ratio. And then also, but yeah, I guess I was just like seeing where I was lacking, um, and where I I could like fill in. So also, so also my like training, um, I had a lot to learn with training. Um, and I think he thought I was doing all the right things with training and, you know, um, and and so, yeah, filling in both of those that's kind of kept me driven. (laughs)
0: yeah 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 because at that point was that how new was that coach in your life
1: oh very new yeah he did not he only kind of seen like certain outcomes um yeah
0: yeah that's I mean it's really cool to think like okay he was he was an authority uh but like you reminded yourself that um even though he, you know, maybe knows more about some things like, you know, more about yourself and that's what you were talking about was yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a really good way to put it. And honestly, like,
1: because I, I think I'm a little bit of a different body type that comes through running. Um, and like, I, I'm also like a bit more muscular than, than some other runners. And so people would, you know, see like, Oh, you have like muscular toned arms or like, I can see your abs. So like, you don't have any weight to lose and it was like no like you don't like (laughs) I get like there's different body types like yeah um like some people there's like super mini girls where you'll never really see their abs because they're just that's like genetics um yeah this is a tangent probably off of what we want to talk about, I'm to say, yeah, like you said, like getting to know your, you know yourself. And I was very into like knowing, okay, like I know if I have weight to lose, I know that I'm not like extremely skinny. Um, yeah. Anyway, be, yeah. Being healthy that is a is a smart thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and during that time when you were. Uh, get, like, deciding, okay, I want to make it to the Olympic trials. Um, were the, the other people in your life, um, like, close family, friends, do you feel like most of them were, like, oh, yeah, like, you can do this? Or did, did you have any people being, like, maybe trying to be, like, oh, I don't want you to get disappointed or, like, you know, worried for you? Yeah. Uh,
1: no, I feel like everybody kind of um, was just, like, my, well, with my family, they honestly were, like, "I." they love that I go for things, but they they also are very good at letting me know that they don't really, like, think less of me if I don't make it. Like,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's,
1: like, not the value that I bring to the table. Um, and, you know, everyone else was just kind of like, oh, cool, that's what McKenna does. She's just still running. Uh, we, I wasn't, like, super public about, like, trying to make the trials um, I, and I think if, if, worry was, um, in anyone's mind, it was more because, you know, they were like, don't come back too fast. Um, like, are you, you pushing it too much because you're also breastfeeding and like, we don't know, like maybe, and I was worried about this too, actually, um, because you're not getting your periods, so you don't have as much estrogen. And so you're like, bone density isn't getting reinforced, and so I was – That that's kind of all linked. And so I was a little bit nervous about that. And, and I think other people were too. Um, so, yes, but mostly just, like, the, the people in my life that I've chose to um, keep around and also my family. Are, they just don't find my value and how fast I am. But they, yeah. they
0: love that I'm doing it. Yeah. And do they explicitly say those kind of things or how do you, like, how do you know that from them? Um, yeah, my mom is
1: very good at explicitly saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, and also my, my sisters are, are really good at that as well. Um, but we just find other things to, um, enjoy in life. And like, I, I guess they would communicate that by, (laughs) like, the questions that they ask. Um, Yeah. There's, like, a lot of, like, trying to learn about what I'm doing rather than, like, judge what I'm doing Um, and, you know, wanting to judge, like, an outcome. They're just always excited for me, I guess, is, like, I could tell them I, yeah, this 240 marathon that I just ran that I'm like super disappointed about. They're like, we just think you're amazing. Like, can you? Yeah. Really believe Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, awesome. It's <laughs> cool to see how they show that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I've also heard you talk about, and you were, you talked about this um, kind of reflects on the New York city marathon of like who are you becoming from the decisions you're making? Like what kind of person are you in the process of something? Um, mm-hmm. not so much as as the outcome. And I'm curious if that has come up in parenting at all, this idea of like who am I becoming? Who am I like who am I in this process of being a mom?
1: Yeah. Um before we do talk about that, can I say go back to this because I feel like I talked about it for a long time um with the strength to weight ratio thing yeah Uh, when I finally I feel like that was one of the perfection things that I had before being Mm. a mother and that I was like so focused on that it wasn't helping me um but even though it was still a thing like when I stopped focusing on it and I was eating like being my post mom um, and breastfeeding, and like I was eating the most carbs I've ever eaten in my life, especially, like, carb to whatever protein-fat ratio. Um, and it just – my, like, strength-to-weight ratio, I feel, like, optimized more naturally. And also, I stopped worrying about it, and so I'm sure I fluctuated up and down um, with, like, strength-to-weight ratio, but I just wasn't worried about it, and I stopped, like, letting that be – an indicator of anything and just like worried about more like of, of the input than the output. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, like I know you've talked about, uh, kind of, yeah, you just, you feel like you generally were worrying less about things, um, since becoming a mother, like less that perfectionism. Um, yeah. Do you feel like, Other thoughts replace those thoughts? Like where you used to think, oh, is this like, you know, a good a good meal for me to be eating right now? Is this too much carbs or something? Um Mm -hmm. then are you thinking instead like, oh, this is really fueling me? Or are you just like not even thinking? Are you I guess I'm what I'm asking is were there other thoughts replacing those thoughts, or did those thoughts just like go away into the ether?
1: Um no. Uh, there was definitely like a replacement of the trajectory of how the thoughts were happening.
0: So before
1: it was a lot more like can't and don't and won't. Um, yeah. And now it's so much more like my body needs this and like oh I'm really like craving like you know this like chicken and rice and and or like these sweet potatoes or um like I was just so much more concerned about what I was getting rather than what I shouldn't be eating or, like, what I don't want to be eating. Or, yeah, what I'm told is, like, not good for me. I've just been way more obsessive about, yeah, what, like, my body needs and what's going to be the lowest inflammation and what my baby is getting through my breast milk and, like, yeah, like how – what's going to help me survive and thrive, like, better off of this, like – intense situation of having like, you know, a three month old and trying to run 90 miles a week. Like,
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, Okay. Thank you. Yeah. It's helpful to hear like my changes.
1: (laughs) Yes. I'm glad we went back to that. Okay. Wait, so let's go
0: back to this other question. Oh yes. The question about like your, your focus and who, who it is that you're becoming, what kind of person you want to be. And I've heard you talk about that in relation to running and I'm wondering if you feel like that applies at all in your parenting
1: yes oh my goodness um it's it's starting to happen more honestly like I feel like there's what you're talking about about like how hard it's gonna be there was all this like it's gonna be so hard when you have a baby and honestly the first you know couple months and it, it is hard with lack of sleep for sure but it's so easy at the same time because like your baby's sleeping a lot and like if you get to sleep with them, like you're sleeping at the same time, and you're really, even though your sleep is cut up, like you're still getting enough sleep, and it really like isn't too wild, like keeping your baby alive, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah. But now, like she's like starting to develop more of her personality, and she wants things and doesn't want things, and um, you know, it's like maybe I don't want to nap here, or, like you waited too long to put me down for a nap. So I don't want to nap at all. And just like, <laughs> uh, there's just like so many more factors happening that um, it's, it's getting more difficult. And so I, I think my patience is, is being tried more is what you could say. Uh, cause, yeah. I'm, Cause she's not old enough to like reason with quite yet. Um, I mean, to a certain extent and, because I do think babies are, are really smart. Um, you just have to like,
0: yeah, uh, anyway. And yeah, but not, like, not a lot of debating going on.
1: Yeah. She has very primal reasonings. Um, and, and so I, for example, I guess I'm, I'm having to just practice like really seeing Kenny Lou like as a human being and like her needs, uh, over, I I think it's really easy. I mean, even just in life, like we all do this, like when you're driving in a car, you see the car and you don't see the person. Right. And you're like, yeah, driving so aggressively when like, maybe they really like, aren't driving aggressively at all. Um, and you see them as objects more than like the, the person that they are. Um, so it's really easy to do that when she's really frustrated. Um, your mind starts wanting to like, like be defensive. Like, why are you doing this to me? Like, why are you so upset when, yeah, in reality, I'm like, okay, she's like one years old, <laughs> like, she's not getting what she wants. And like, how do I, um, yeah, like work around this like situation, um, to help her feel like successful or loved or like, you know, she's scared, like really she's acting out because she's scared. Um, And so I guess what I'm saying is I'm becoming um, better at like reasoning through um, why someone would feel that way. So for another example um, would be like someone trolling on the internet Mm -hmm. and why like, they're really like, I'm not going to take like offense to someone ever trolling me because they do not know me. (laughs) They do not (laughs) like, they are clearly like have something going on in their lives that like they need to project or like they need to be upset about something um, or, you know, having a hard day. And, and so it's kind of similar, like with a kid who's like, okay, she just really needs to feel safe and loved and, like how do I do that? So reasoning mm-hmm. through that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Like you said, of just remembering that she yeah, seeing her as a human and which which I know sounds obvious, but like I think it isn't. I think in those times when they're having a tantrum or something, like it really is hard to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And staying and, and also like staying calm and not reacting like not letting my reactions, like, take over, um, that is, is a big deal, I think, to help her see that, like, her big, like, reactions are not going to, like, faze me, and, like, I'm okay, it's it's crazy, because it's, like, wow, I have to, you have to practice so much empathy, like, I'm okay sitting here with your, like, emotion, and, like, you can cry as much as you want, and I will, I will be here, like, for you, (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and at the same it sounds like yeah you're you're there for her but without letting yourself like literally also go into that same emotion um yeah totally Totally. yeah yeah um which I feel like is something you know you hear like that's like a healthy boundary to have with like adults and but I hadn't thought about like that also applies to babies Totally, and that's
1: what I mean. Like, she's another human being. I think it's really easy to separate babies as like their own category, but it's like she's going to be an adult just like we are, and she her brain works the same as ours, like, and is developing and learning, um, and so that yeah, it's just super cool to watch. Um, yeah, but I guess also um, with just how I feel like I'm becoming a better person um, is, and I, I will revisit this like time and time again, but I'm just always learning. Um, yeah. And and, like, we were just talking about, like, I'm trying to learn so much about like emotions and like how to be emotionally intelligent and how to teach emotional intelligence to my kid. Um, and how, you know, like, as I learn that stuff, um, I, and I'm, not as I I I am pushing to learn that stuff because I want to be a better parent and a better mom and and like you keep saying it's like this also applies to other human beings <laughs> and it, like its just a circular and like helps in everything so like being an emotionally intelligent m- mom and like um, is going to help you also be emotionally intelligent like with your friends or your family and
0: Yeah.
1: And all the people you're trying to connect with.
0: Yeah. Do you have any, um, like, specific lesson within the realm of emotional intelligence that you feel like isn't something you've been practicing recently or or learning about? Yeah.
1: Let me think about that for a sec. I think – I mean, what I kind of already mentioned before, because right now for her, like, she's not really communicating. And so I think a lot of it is me, like, preparing for when she is, like, talking back and forth to me. Because uh, right now she just communicates, like, m- more food with sign language. Yeah. And, like, yeah. please, uh, <laughs> please pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, so really kind of what I already mentioned is, like, making sure she feels safe um, in mm-hmm. in those uh, feelings like that she's she's feeling um and not so I think it's really easy like for example to want to ignore or like not feed this like screaming for something mentality um and so I'm not like giving in and just like giving her stuff if she screams but like I am like staying with her and like you know um, I, I guess it's just a lot more physical touch to like display emotion, um, to her at the moment, like with hugging and holding, um, when she's upset. And I, I mean, who knows? Like she's only a year old, so I don't know if it's working. <laughs> like, I think, I think that she feels pretty safe with me and my husband. Um, I think we're doing a good job of like communicating that to her that this is yeah, she'll always be like safe with us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, if I'm kind of imagining correctly, it sounds like, uh, in a moment when she's maybe like really struggling and seems like mad, maybe, um, instead like you're letting her like work that out, keep crying, but you're going to like, you're holding her, you're there for her. You're not trying to like push her to quickly stop feeling that way. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah they are really good at, like, wrapping up what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that is exactly
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, being just calm and, let, and like, letting her be, be upset. It's, like, it's okay to be upset. Like, that – like, and I tell her that, and not that she understands what I'm saying, but it's, like, like, yeah, oh, it's so frustrating being in the car seat. Like, I'd hate it, too. Like, it's just, yeah. like, communicating that
0: yeah. to her. Yeah. <laughs> It reminds me of, um, have you like been hearing about or learned about, um, I think they call it like RIE parenting, R-I-E or respectful parenting. Um, it's, it's kind of like, I I learned about it when I was looking at daycares and like there was a daycare that was like this method. Um, so it's kind of like the way that there's like Montessori and like different kind of methods, but just kind of a way of looking at child psychology, but they, they they talk a lot about this kind of thing. So, um, cool. so yeah, you might like other things that they write about. I'm write that
1: down. I'm going to look at that. R-Y-E? Um,
0: R-I-E. R-I-E. Okay. Yeah. yeah. R-I-E cool. and respectful parenting is, is the other name for it, which is like not a great name because like no one's trying to be a disrespectful parent. But, but, but you know, that's that true. I think they, yeah, they have a lot of nice messages like, like what you were just oh, describing. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. um, Okay. So let's see. Where do I want to go next? Okay. Something else I've heard you talk about is asking for a lot of help and like being really gung-ho about like, yes, I'm going to ask for help. Um, And I wanted to hear more about like sometimes that you've been really, you know, aggressive about asking for help. (laughs)
1: yes um so i will say that i've not been perfect about this like there totally has been times where i'm like so embarrassed to ask for help um but i think i have been like so i'm so grateful and like fortunate for the like community i guess the word that i've surrounded myself with um which I guess I haven't picked ever like, it's mostly family. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so I've been very grateful and, like, lucky. Uh, but, yeah, having to communicate, like, um, to my coach uh, when we were in California, I was working with this Valor chat Club team and being like, okay, I can't work out in, like, the evenings. Can someone come, like, work out with me in the mornings? And kind of, like, pushing – like. I don't think he would have been down with that. <laughs> like like everyone works out at night, you know? Uh, and I kind of had to like push to get someone to like come help me, like like come pace me and come like help me. And then on the other side, like with the baby of things, like, yeah, having to ask um, my mom, uh, like when we are living with them, like kind of trying to like work out a system Cause she's busy with her own stuff that she was doing. Um, and then like asking, like going to my sister's house and I'm like so embarrassed by like a second run. And she already has like two kids that she's watching and, you know, like leaving my baby with her and she, everyone is always so nice when you ask and they're like, they, yeah, they're so helpful. Um, like it's not a big deal. Uh, And it kind of just always kind of landed on wherever we were and being like, Hey, like, you know, we're at my, my in-law's house and being like, can you watch Kenny Lou? I go for like a 30 minute afternoon run. Um, So it was just like constantly, the reason it's so embarrassing, honestly, was like, it's like reminding people how much I was really running. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> because like before I felt like I could kind of slip under the radar and people didn't like realize how much I was running so like they're like oh yeah McKenna runs but like they're focused on their own thing they're not like realizing what you're doing but then like having to ask them having to have someone watch her every time um and like honestly the, the person who stepped in the most is my husband um stepped in I hate that word but like he's been a really good like co-parent uh but he also he's bringing you know he works full time and i wasn't working so like like having to ask him to sacrifice the times outside of his work schedule um you know his free time to um like solely by himself be with our kid and not like us parenting together which is a little bit easier um that he yeah, he's he's just always stepping up um in before and after work hours um and even lunch hours <laughs> uh to to help watch her. Um so yeah, it was just like a like I said, reminding people like, oh, you're running again? Like you're doubling <laughs> today? <laughs> <Yeah."> <laughs> like, oh you're gonna be gone for two hours? Like it's like, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, And most times I really tried to time it with, like, went her naps. So they only had to watch her if she, like, woke up. Um, But, yeah, that was – that's kind of how the asking went down. Oh, I that so then I also had to ask a friend because my husband had to take a work trip. And he was out of town. And one of my friends stepped in. She, like, found out he was leaving. And she helped me for, like, a week watching – like Kenny helping Kenny Lou, uh, bleh, sorry, helping with Kenny Lou in morning and nights. She was, and, and also my parents were out of town and I was just like, this is incredible. She was like, yeah, she really stepped up. Um, yeah, people were just so kind and, and I just always have experiences. I feel like where people are just good. People are really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can you think of a time when you were like you said when you were embarrassed to ask for help and, and then didn't? Um yes.
1: It, <laughs> I uh, it was just like another day, another double. Um and I end up usually if I if I didn't ask, I end up running with the stroller and I then I mm-hmm. feel guilty and bad because she's in the stroller for like an hour. And She's kind of getting, like, a, I don't know, not consistent nap. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, there are, I don't know if there's anything, like, sticky about any of those stories of, like, not asking, but it was just, uh, yeah, like, my husband had a lot of work meetings and couldn't watch her in the evening, and so I would just end up I, I like couldn't bring myself to ask anyone or to even just try and find a babysitter. And so I would just end up running with a stroller. Yeah. that's usually yeah. It would go down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, all right. So let's see. Um, I've heard you talk about how you like, you can't be faster without people who are faster than you. Um, like you have to, you need that. Um, and I'm curious if you, and I feel like that's, that's just a really like healthy way to look at competition and the people around you. Um, do you feel like, you know, going into college, you already had that kind of attitude or did you like, and when you, you know, look at your teammates in college, is that how you looked at them? Um, yeah. or is that an attitude that developed kind of later in life for you?
1: Um, so that's like an, a nuanced attitude. It's not like you have it or you don't. It's like, it it was like, it started in high school where, um, I made the varsity as a freshman and you know, with this coachable mentality, I was like, I, I just, I remember saying, always saying like, I would rather be PRing in the back of a varsity race than winning like a freshman race. Mm -hmm. um I remember people being like oh like "Ah, McKenna I'm so sad you're in this race I'm like why and they're like because you're gonna beat me I'm like what like that like didn't make sense to me I'm like but then you'll run faster like (laughs) wait like um but like going into college like so I already like had a grasp on that mentality um but I was still like learning about that mentality you know like there was still times where I'm like I just like why are you one stepping me? I don't want to run faster right now. It's like being frustrated with, you know, yeah. someone who's who's pushing you out of your comfort zone. Um, but again, I, 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 ha- I was having kind of like a little bit of a breakout season and I was pushing one of the fastest girls on our team um, in a workout. And she sat me down afterwards. Cause she was like, why are you pushing my pace? It's really frustrating me. And I, well, sorry, I sat her down because she had made that remark. Um, and I was like, look, like, do you want to be faster or not? Because I'm just like trying to help you be faster. And like, if you're sitting comfortably, like you're not going to get faster. Um, and like, we're going to help each other become faster because you, you can't do it by yourself. And like, and I'm trying to like use you to, to get faster myself. Um, and, and so that having that conversation like solidified it more in my mind, you know, like that I need to use yeah. that mentality more often. Um, and then, yeah, I, I guess it was just like experience all the, the, those experiences kind of kept happening. Um, and like post-college, like I was like, okay, hey, I need to find people who are faster than me to, like to get faster. Um, and I w- was often running with men, um, and that was really fun for me. And um, I remember also we had this Swedish girl join our team, and I was totally just getting comfortable being like the fastest in the club, um, and not running like to my potential, but like it was fast enough because it was the fastest. And the Swedish girl joined, and it made me so uncomfortable because she was like she was start she was way. Well, first she was, like, way quicker than me, even though I had better endurance than her. Um, but she was, you know, we we met in the middle with, like, 800s, and I was – she made me uncomfortable. And I was, like, I had yeah. to, like, reset that mentality. Like, I need this girl to, like, make me better. Because um, I think also it's easy to kind of, like, settle with, like, oh, that guy beat me. It's not a big deal. He's a he's a man. like Yeah. And, like, I was still, like, the fastest girl. <laughs> um, anyway. So, so yeah, I've just like really tried to embrace that mentality and, um, realize, especially when I've had to run so much on my own, just like how much you hate it, but how good it is for you to be uncomfortable when someone's like really pushing you to be better.
0: Yeah. Um, and do you have a training group that you're with now or people that you're doing workouts with?
1: So that's been the hard part of having a child (laughs) Um, and like running, especially when her naps are um, like, it's not like I could like plan like this is what time we're meeting to go running. Like it's very much like, okay, she's down for a nap. I'm out the door Uh, and it's gotten better now. And and so I can kind of like plan ahead and meet up with people. Um, So I've joined this club called run elite program, but I'm the only woman uh, as of right now. So we're trying to like recruit other women, um, and so some of the men are helping me out. And then I was jumping in every once in a while. Like I don't, I like total of, like three workouts with like the BYU girls. Uh, but it's just kind of hard because like you know they're working towards something together, and I'm just like trying not like and and I, every time I've gone back to work with them, like I'm like I remember the girls who we're almost made fun of like when I was at school there where they're like, wow, they're still trying to run. (laughs) Like, why don't Mm -hmm. they just move on? You know? Um, and so I was like very adamant about like, I'm like, I'm not trying to like relive my glory days. Like I'm just here because I need people to like to, to work out with. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's just hard. Going back, I think when like they're all working towards something together, and you're trying not to mess that up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: um, so yeah, now I just try and snag uh, boys who are not maybe taking their training as seriously, or um, and you know we're really fast in college, and I'm like, hey, come do work out with me.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, this yeah, I the, the idea of like you would rather be the the uh, you know last in a varsity race than like winning the freshman race when you were young. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw you post about the the Great Edinburgh XC Challenge, um, and like I you know you had a funny say of like oh I was last, um, <laughs> and I was like this is cool because you know runners usually yeah. like. Would like bury this kind of information, um, yeah, and yeah. so I wanted to hear more about like how you how you processed that race. Yeah. Um, so this was kind of like
1: reflecting on that race. Um, you know, and, in hindsight, I've learned a lot. So this is another thing I've I've kind of delved into with trying to learn about. Is uh, have you heard of Stacey Sims? Like, uh, oh yeah, women are not small
0: men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so that has just been one of the most like validating works um, I've ever read. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this just all makes so much sense. Uh, and so, so
0: that um, the Edinburgh Challenge. So first off, well, actually, uh, sorry, oh, before I'm... you go on, what was what was really validating about Stacy Sims' work for you? Oh, I'll, I'll tell you. okay okay It's coming. Um, yeah so so the edinburgh challenge
1: that happened um i was so confused because like i had just been like nailing workouts leading up to this race and like i was like i'm the fastest i've ever been and i think i was just kind of like on this like cloud nine of fitness and um i think i expected a bit more um of like what would happen at edinburgh and uh Yeah. So I ended up being last and it was terrible. And I was, I was super bummed about what happened. Uh, but also I, (laughs) yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't bury those things because I just think I just try to own, I guess who I am and like what's happened and, um, reading that, uh, her works. So what, what was validating is like for this race, for example, Um, I was kind of in the cycle constantly and I didn't even realize I was in the cycle of just like nailing workouts of being like the fittest I've ever been kind of deal and being like, wow, this next race is going to be amazing. And then maybe not having like a spectacular race and being like, wow, I just wasn't tough enough. Like I need to be tougher. And, and then the next couple weeks I would be validated by that because I would like try harder and I would have like amazing workouts again. And then like, it was just this constant cycle of like things clicking super well and then things not clicking. Um, and, and I, I did some personal bests like on my period where I was just like having terrible cramps and I was like, wow, I'm just so tough. Like getting through this and, and setting a personal best in, in the three K on the like indoor track app at, at UW. And then afterwards, like being on a table, just crying from my cramps. Uh, so reading her works, it made me realize that it wasn't me being super tough. It was like my hormones and that like in the time that I like wasn't starting my period and the two weeks before that actually like your pain tolerance isn't as great. You're a little more dehydrated. And then when you're on your period, um, you have a better pain tolerance. You, you're basically, your hormones are most like a man's. Uh, when you're on your period in the week after. And so that's the cycle I was constantly going through. Um, and so that's why it was so validating to read that, to be like, Oh, like, I think I'm actually one of those women where, uh, my estrogen spikes quite a bit more than, um, others maybe who are a little more consistent through, you know, that high hormone phase period. Um, because I just was so inconsistent and like the, my workouts were just night and day, like good and bad. And people being like, you're just overtraining. um, And maybe that's why you're feeling bad, because you work so hard. But I think uh, this like, this last cycle of like breastfeeding and um, going to the Olympic trials, like that whole uh, cycle kind of proved that wrong, where, you know, my work ethic was the same. And um you know i still was the same runner and that i pushed really hard um when it was time to push hard and i wasn't overtraining it was like and maybe you could say it was still overtraining but like I, because i didn't have the same hormone fluctuations i was able to like get in that consistent um training yeah do you remember all of that stuff from her book do you know what yeah. i'm talking about
0: yeah 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 i do um how have, and maybe this doesn't, hasn't totally applied yet with like breastfeeding. Um, but how have you then, like, once you realize that, come to like, do you structure your training differently, or if you have a race during a time when you know you're not going to be like your best hormonally, how do you manage that?
1: Totally. Um, yeah. So I am still breastfeeding, but I actually started my period. Like, sorry, this is maybe way too much information, no. but I started my period right before the marathon. So I was like, super ah, stoked because like, yeah. oh, I'm going to be in the low hormone <laughs> <thing."> phase. Um, <laughs> cause like some, some of my workouts weren't going super great a couple weeks before that. And I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm obvious. I was like, I think I'm ovulating. Like, I'm not sure, but like, I'm pretty sure I am because I'm, I am not feeling good. Um, and, and so how we've like restructured that. Cause I had to communicate that to my coach and, and be like, okay, so there's all this science that's been out for years now, but you don't know anything about it because you're a man. Um, But like I I told him about that and we backed off on a lot of workouts where I was supposed to be hitting like VO2 max paces. um, Yeah. And maybe like after a tempo and instead we just kept things a lot more aerobic and more like volume based rather than um, trying to push anything like with a VO2 uh speed or anything. Yeah. And just like yeah. So and I feel like that worked really well. I felt I felt a lot more successful. And then on the nutrition side of things, um I just am even more particular about eating foods that are less inflammatory and um and I plan to be as my life cycle is returning um to to be way more particular about my nutrition when I'm in the ovulation phase. Um, like for example, getting like eating more like chicken broth, um, and like soups so that I'm like really hydrated, um, and being more aware of like maybe like sweet potatoes. I think, uh, what was the other ones? Like turmeric and adding like that kind of stuff in, it Mm -hmm. helps block Mm
0: -hmm.
1: estrogen, like going in, uh, crossing the blood brain barrier, uh, which I think helps you feel less, um, yeah. Less of those like side effects that are, that you don't want.
0: <laughs> and, and that's, yeah, it's really cool that you also like, again, kind of the the story of the Australian coach, like pushing, you know, I'm going to, I also have something to add here, uh, that I know, I know myself, like it truly is a collaborative, uh, effort.
1: Totally. totally. And actually even going back to that. Yeah. That's like another thing. Cause every woman is different. And like, I now have these like sketchy science theories, <laughs> of like <laughs> a lot of the the women who are excelling at running and who are very consistent i think probably have just like less of like hormone fluctuations um they just don't have as much like estrogen crossing the the brain barrier uh which also might explain why they deal more with like stress fractures um anyway that's just sketchy science there's no like real <laughs> things backed up but like, oh, this no, like, is really that's like sketchy science Yeah, it's just like, it's just really interesting seeing now like why maybe certain women are more successful in the realm of athletics than like others. And anyway, yeah, I think it's so cool.
0: Well, I think there's going to be like, yeah, it's like in the next 50, 100 years, there's going to be so much that we learn about hormones and how that affects. uh, Like we're starting to see a little bit with, you know, DSD athletes and trying to figure out like what the rules are um, that they're like that they just don't have any science to study it. So like they're they're kind of working on nothing. Um so I'm really curious to see what's going to be understood. Yeah, me too. Women are so cool. <laughs> like
1: we our bodies yeah. are insane. Like they're just so cool. There's so much that happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Anyway. coughs> <laughs> yeah. Has there been anything that we haven't talked about yet that came to mind for you before we were talking um that you wanted to share about kind of the mindsets Uh, and lessons learned between running and motherhood. Um, yeah,
1: I, I mean, I, maybe you like heard me talk about this before, uh, but being a mother, I think having like something else to focus on, like, like, yes, it's great to have your craft, but like the nuances, you also need like something else to focus on. You can't like solely just focus on one thing. I think we're, we're better at, um you know, having other avenues uh, and I, I feel like I'm a a better mom be- or a, a better runner because like, I have this like kid who doesn't care how fast I am. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can have a good or bad workout and like I come home because, and I remember I mused about that a lot because people would be like, this is so cool that you're like running for your child. And I'm like, she doesn't, I don't know she even this is really for me like I, I I'm doing this for me um but but yeah I think I yeah ment- mentally I just I love having like being a mom and um I think that was one thing that even like surprised me I'm sure you felt this way too you kind of mentioned this in the beginning that like I didn't realize like how much I would love this child like it's pretty crazy, like, the yeah. the instinctive things that kind of happen in your mind with just like how, like you, just what you would do for your child, um, and um, I guess like whoever that child is, like you're you're just gonna like love the crap out of them. <laughs> I, I wish I could put it into words better, um, I, and. Um, Yeah. I guess that was all. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I, that was something else that I had. um, I like this idea of like, you're, you're not running for Kenny Lou, you're running for yourself. And like, you don't need to pretend that you're doing it as this like sacrifice for her. Like, I think that's really powerful for, um, to remember as a mom of like, yeah. doing something for yourself like is a good thing and has these benefits. And the the reason can be exclusively that it is, it's for you and it makes you feel good. Totally. Yes.
1: And it, and it still does even like, even that lesson like still plays into the example, like that you're studying for your, your child. So for me, like for Kenny Lou, I'm like, I, I'm not like raising me just like, so you can have kids and just solely be a mom. And which is like, Like, being a mother, I I think that role is so ridiculously underrated, right? Like, um, and it's definitely being promoted more now. Like, I'm not trying to diminish being a mother at all, but I think that there are other aspects to being a mother than just, like, providing food and, like, shelter for your kids. Like, there's also, um, you know, the confidence that you have and, like, the, like, the things that you're pursuing and and again like i am bring this up just learning um what you're learning and and that example is going to carry to your your kids they can't miss that they will eventually see that like you did that and they want that for themselves and that's going to make me like the happiest (laughs) it's like seeing yeah um, my girl like she doesn't have to be a runner I actually don't even want her to run to be honest but like seeing her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like maybe she'll be a ballerina and like or maybe she will be a writer and uh but to be able to like really pour herself into it and and you know um be more than excellent like find like a genius and like into what she she wants to pursue, yeah, that that would make me really happy <laughs> seeing my kids do that yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that of like that. Yeah. Your confidence as a mom will become like infectious and will be a real totally. model for her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, sorry, the last thing, I actually, I hope this last thing, cause I'm so sorry. I'm like talking your ear off. Um, no, this
0: is excellent. This is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing
1: that comes to mind is talking about balance. Uh, everyone. So My church asked me, they're like, hey, can you come talk about balance? Because obviously, like, you're really good at balancing um, Mm -hmm. if, like, you've made the Olympic trials or whatever. And I started laughing because I was like, my life is not balanced. Like, I'm actually very extreme. (laughs) Like, I'm not, like, a balanced person. Um, But so, like, I ended up, like, talking to them about, um, like, what's in our control and like what's in our direct control and like what's not under our control. And I feel like yeah. that's what brings balance is when you feel like you are doing it, you're aligning like your, your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Right. Like, because what, like what you say you're going to do and, and you do it and you follow through with that. So like, if you say, you know, like that you're an honest person and you're, you're honest, then like your mind is at peace with that peace with that concept. are are balanced so it's similar like where it's like hey i said i'm gonna run every morning and you go run like you are finding balance like even if you go and run for like five minutes like yeah that is balance to me and and so like doing things under your direct control and it's really cool um there's like this like circle of influence have you seen that do you know what i'm talking about
0: um Like, like what you can control like In what you relative can't. to control?
1: Yeah. It's just like yeah, what You what you have direct influence over and what you don't have direct influence over. Um, and the more you focus on like what you have direct influence over, the more that circle grows. So ah. like uh, I'm trying to think like what the examples are. So if you are focused on – it's like – I think the example they give is like you don't have – direct control over you know the your your cell phone plan but if you um are like focused on like working hard and the direct control that you have and with like work and then you end up like working better then you have more direct control over the money you're making and then like you have more direct Mm. control over where you're putting that money whereas before you really just had direct control under like how you were working yeah Um, and then yeah. Anyway. So like, it just builds on itself. And I think that's like really what brings you balance in that. And that's why I've like, like I've kept, um, been like so at peace with my, with myself in this last year is because I've been like so honest with my words, actions, or my thoughts, words, and actions, like those have aligned. And, and then also like just focus so much on what I could control. Um, like, even if it was just, like, throwing the laundry in and, like, check like, just one thing um, and not worrying about the dishes that day. Like, I was just – yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm going
0: on. No, that's good. And I think, like, it sounds like, yeah, you're, yeah focusing on one thing at a time, um, yeah. like, helps you feel balanced. Um, I'm curious when you said, you know, I do not have balance. I'm an extreme person. Like, um <laughs> What do you feel like is, is like what people might see as extreme um, or like what feels extreme for you when you say that?
1: Oh, I mean, the amount of mileage I I run. I would never like think that my mom (laughs) should like be sacrificing, you know, like 90 minutes in the morning and another 30 to 40 minutes in the afternoon of just pure running. Um, That's kind of what a lot of the schedule looks like. So, So that is extreme, you know, it's not like, I am like a healthy, just like run for thirty minutes to an hour. I think that's like real health. Um, I'm like pushing the limits of my body, like you know, my immune system. You're like if an elite runner's your immune system is not like healthy by any means. Um, I mean, it's it's probably good, but if you're pushing your limits, like your immune system's going to be kind of on the brink, and that's why a lot of elite runners get sick. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and, and have to constantly like worry about that. Whereas like someone who leisurely works out and, you know, actually works out for health is they're, they're not like throwing the limits of their body out the window. Uh, like that to me is more balanced. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah, for you, you're, yeah, it's your work. So like the hours that a normal person spends working and exercising, yours are all exercising.
1: No, <laughs> right. exactly. Like, all of my free time was going towards exercising with, like, Kenny Lou. And, and I was, like, barely squeezing in, you know, like, reading books. And, um, yeah, like, or I guess me and my husband would read at night when she went down. But, like, yeah, it was just everything else. The time limit was a lot smaller.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you know, it's okay that there's like seasons for things. And yeah, this was a season where like, you weren't reading a lot of books and that doesn't mean you're never going to read books again. You'll come back to it.
1: Uh, that's something my mom says all the time. I love that you said that. There's just times and seasons and like, it's so okay that like, yeah. Like if you're in a time and season of like having kids, you know, like four kids under eight years old, like that's your time and season right now.
0: Like, it will pass. it's like, yes.
1: Hard <laughs> times and seasons for sure.
0: <laughs> um, awesome. I also have to say, um, so I like, yeah, obviously like stalk everyone who I am going to interview. <laughs> um, and so, you know, That's I'm funny. on your Instagram and then I'm on yeah. Mike. you you know, Mike has made some great videos, um, like, uh, <laughs> so describing funny. like, I'm like, Oh, he just gave me like all this summary of like McKenna's, you know, Running, stuff. this is perfect. Um, and I cracked up and loved the. I don't know if they're like holiday cards that you guys make. Um, oh, yeah. they're so so good. Uh,
1: yeah, the Christmas cards. He uh, he can't take it seriously. He's like, We will never send a normal Christmas card. I'm like, Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with him. I just ordered, I had um my husband dressed the family as as mean girls um i was i was regina george's mom i was the cool mom and ada was the little chihuahua and then i had mac dress up as regina george with like the holes cut out in the boobs
1: (laughs) yes
0: Um, (laughs) and we just got just got the cards today get in loser we're going shopping (laughs)
1: oh my god wait i've been sending my address. you need to send me one (laughs) I'll send you one that's so good I love that that's so awesome.
0: yeah uh, I'll have to like you know start sharing some ideas with Mike so we can like keep inspiring each other we've, we've been, we've,
1: we're we we on that boat right now we were like wow we really need to think of something <laughs> that's so great that's yeah awesome. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah so yeah I'd love to get whatever you guys come up with <laughs>
1: okay totally we will yeah. we will exchange that would be great <laughs> would be
0: so awesome um yeah, thank you so much It's really great to meet you yeah. and uh and talk Hi. with you oh, and you too, Kenny Lou <laughs> yes. um yes, we'll be in touch, okay, sounds good all right, thanks, McKenna okay, bye got change you. Thanks for listening to Mind Over Miles. You can learn more about my running and mindset coaching, the book, and everything else at mindovermilespod.com.